This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, another day of talking about the Trans Mountain Pipeline for a very significant reason. The Federal Court of Appeal in about half an hour will release a decision to decide whether or not a new set of legal challenges to that pipeline project can actually move forward or not. Now, the federal government twice now has approved a plan to twin the existing pipeline from Alberta to the BC coast. And remember, about a year or so ago, the Federal Court of Appeal tore up the original approval, said that there was an insufficient environmental review, inadequate consultations, made them do it all over again. The Trudeau Liberals then said that they fixed those problems, they approved the expansion a second time in June. Environmental groups say that there still hasn't been enough done. So how significant could this decision today probably be? Well, let's talk to Keith Baldry about that. The Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief joins us now. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Timmy. So I wouldn't ask you to predict, predict. <laughs> but how, how big of a decision is this today in terms of deciding the future of this pipeline? Oh, I think it's, it's pretty major. If, uh, if the Federal Court of Appeal rules there's been adequate consultation and says that's it, um, then that's it, unless someone wants to try to get the Supreme Court of Canada to, to hear this. But um, a couple things at play here. Uh, Frank Iacobucci is a former justice on the Supreme Court of Canada. Uh, he attached his legal opinion to, uh, to the federal government's view that uh, there had been adequate consultation. So you've got a senior judge, justice, already weighing in, and that may have some impact on how the judges view this. Uh, on the other hand, the Federal Court of Appeal was the one court that gave uh, that sided with uh, First Nations, that there had not been adequate consultation when uh, other courts had, had seen otherwise. So, I mean, you could look at this either way. But if, if the Federal Court of Appeal says that's it, that's a major blow to the opponents of, of the pipeline. But if it says any number of these, I think there's 12 legal challenges from various First Nations and environmental organizations, if they can go ahead to be heard whether or not uh, there was consultation or not, or whether or not from the environmental uh, perspective that there is not adequate uh, uh, safety, uh, adequate protections for endangered marine species, particularly orcas. Uh, That's another um, potential setback to the pipeline project. Keep in mind, though, even if these protests go ahead, construction can still continue. Uh, and one of the parallels, I think, to, be, to look at here, Simi, is the Site C Dam. The Site C Dam was the su- subject of numerous yeah. uh, court challenges. And it's, at one point, several points, the Federal Court of Appeals said, okay, that's enough. You know, we've heard enough here. There has been a consultation. Uh, now, I think there was consultation over a longer period of time of, on BC Hydro's part on the Site C Dam. Nevertheless, the Court of Appeal has waded into this very issue before and sided with the project, saying there had been adequate consultation in Site C and you could still go ahead. And keep in mind, there's still an ongoing court challenge to Site C from the West Moberly ban, yet construction will continue. And in fact, the river will be diverted, the dam all but complete before the court hearings actually heard. So I think that's an interesting parallel to keep in mind of in, in today's, uh, today's room. Right. Even if the challenges are allowed to go ahead, that doesn't mean the pipeline suddenly stops being built. Yeah, I guess if you're on the government side, you're hoping that two rounds of court-ordered consultation here should be sufficient. You would think that. And again, I think Iacobucci's uh, opinion here is going to carry some weight at the federal level because he's the senior justice to the Court of Appeal judges. Uh, and again, the Court of Appeal has signaled in the past they, they are willing to say enough is enough when it comes to consultation and things being dragged out. Now, do they think that there was, you know, I think there were 
longer period of time on Site C. Hydro spent a number of years consulting with First Nations and trying to appease their interests, longer than I think Trans Mountain and the federal government did. But perhaps the Board of Appeals says, look, you know, a couple years is enough. And it's going to be a fascinating decision one way or another about 20 minutes from now. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so how far along is this project, though? I know that they're, they've got shovels in the ground. They are moving forward. Well, they've got a lot of pipe delivered to places like Kamloops. There's a huge, uh, uh, near the rail yard there in Kamloops, uh, just filled with pipe, uh, ready to be laid uh, in the surrounding area there. There is uh, construction beginning in the Burnaby uh, Terminal, the West Ridge Marine Terminal, where, the, where it's actually loaded, and on the, con- on the line between uh, in Alberta between Edson and Edmonton. But I still think we're at the very beginning of, uh, of the construction schedule. I don't think there's been a lot of work done on, uh, so well, there hasn't been a lot of work done yet on the actual route and laying the pipe in the ground, but there's a lot of prep work has been done. There's been a lot of site uh, site work been done. A lot of surveys have been done. So, I mean, it's ready to go for actually digging into the ground and laying the pipe, and and uh, they still think they can stick to their construction schedule. And today's uh, court ruling won't necessarily affect that, but down the road, if they are allowed to hear these court challenges, and then the Court of Appeals says six months from now, you know what? You're right. There hasn't been adequate consultation. This whole thing goes off the rails very quickly. Right. So that's my question. What are the options for whatever side? If this, if this doesn't go the government's way, what are their options? If it doesn't go the opposition's way, what are their options after this? Well, I think there's got to be some out to, uh, to appeal to the Supreme Court of Canada, but there's no guarantee that the Supreme Court of Canada would necessarily hear the appeal. That's, that's not a fait accompli. Uh, so there's always an appeal route, one assumes. Uh, if, uh, if, there, if the challenges are said no, then I think you're going to back to seeing the massive amount of civil disobedience that will accompany some of these construction sites, notably in the urban areas in around the Burnaby Terminal, where we've seen mass arrests in the past. I don't think that's going to go away no matter what the court decision is today. I still think uh, the people are gearing up for uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of civil disobedience, that, no matter what the court decision is. But after that, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen for the next two years as construction continues. In, in sort of much more remote places throughout BC and, and Alberta. It's, uh, again, lacking a, a court ruling that stand down. I think it's going to be hard to actually stop the project. Right. And what is the rule of the BC, the role of the BC government in all of this? It's a very, you know, they're, they're continuing to challenge the, the rule of the law that who determines what flows through that pipeline. They've already lost in the Court of Appeal. Um, that uh, this is not something that the BC government has jurisdiction over, but you know they have the BC government has a relatively minor court challenge, somewhat abstract uh, argument here in court. Other than that, they're really not doing much. As John Horgan has pointed out many times in the past, uh, even though he never likes to talk about this subject, uh, they've approved every permit that uh, that has been in front of them after it goes through a process. Hundreds of permits have been approved by the BC government to allow the project to proceed. There's still others that are outstanding, but th- no permit has actually been turned down. So the government, the BC government is very much an active participant in ensuring the pipeline gets built. There are, they acknowledge they have no legal standing to stop the construction of the pipeline. Where they're arguing is what can flow through that pipeline. The BC government should have the right to determine what's in there, and that it cannot include bitumen. So far, they've lost that in court, and few legal observers give them much of a chance of winning that, that uh, court challenge, ultimately, if it goes to higher courts. Right. So for today, they're not involved in, in this case no. today. No. It's, uh, they have... Uh, um, sought intervener status on some of these challenges, but as a direct participant, no, these are mostly indigenous and environmental groups on a number of uh, number of cases with a number of different arguments, either lacking consultation with First Nations, um, 
trampling on First Nations treaty rights uh, and land claims, and again, not having adequate protection for endangered marine species. Uh, so it's, it's, it's sort of a, a dual argument. One is the pipeline argument, yeah. and the other one is the tanker argument. And environment uh, groups have championed the tanker argument that it's not adequate to safety uh, standards, and First Nations have championed the uh, indigenous rights, lack of consultation, and the fact that it is their land. All right, so I guess we'll let you go get ready for this. It's going to yep. be coming down soon. Thanks, Keith. Minutes. Okay, take care. Okay, bye. That's Keith Baldry, our Global BC Legislative Bureau Chief. He's raised about 15 minutes or so. The Federal Court of Appeal is expected to announce uh, online its very significant decision in regards to the Trans Mountain Pipeline project.